country, wild Puerto Ricans, we're banging the size of African spears. It's warfare in the arena. We turn arenas in the house of horrors. This terror zone, when you see my click, you need to run behind shit. You got a gap, you better find it and use that shit. Think fast and get reminded of robberies in Manhattan. You know what happened. 80G's one for gun clapping. Once again, bust again, back in the house once again. Whoo! Shit. Yo, it's your man JD, Jody Diamond, G2 Podcast, streaming on That's Your Man Podcast. What up? Little hell on earth. Seem like we going through it out here. That's from the infamous mob. It's my shit. It's my group. So, um... Listen, this is a special service announcement. I'm typing this in the header for all my peoples. That's with the with the nightlife bouncing shits. That's with the bodyguard shits. That's with the security shits. This for us. This one right here is for us. I want you to listen and pay attention to this. If you're not in this circle, it's not really going to pertain to you. But if you're in this circle, it pertains specifically to you. I was fortunate enough to run into one of my mans. Big Jerry, the, the big homie, big country. Bounced with me back in the day a couple years ago. I haven't seen him in a while. But I heard the story that he, that he got shot. Right, so I'm gonna break down this story. I'm gonna break down my perspective on this story. Uh, I may have him on if he wants to come on and tell his story about it and all that, because me and him chopped it up. I saw him at the Walmart, and me and him chopped it up for a minute, for a minute. And he told me some stuff I didn't know about the story because I heard the story secondhand. From a party of motherfuckers that should have got out and helped this man. All right, so my man, armed guard, two thirty-five, shit, right? He's on his way to work in the morning. It's like five something in the morning, and as he's on his way into work, he see this young boy with the hoodie shit on. He followed him, so he's he crossed the street. He do he do the shit that you know we when we in this profession we pay attention, especially if you walking around out here at night, you know, in North Philly. So he crossed the street. The ball crossed the street. He crossed the street again. Ball crossed the street again. So he knew what time it was that the ball was gonna run down on. Excuse me. So and then he said the young boy had the classic dumb young boy, you know, stick up moves. Like he had the hoodie on, extra tight. He had his hands all like tucked in. You know, I don't like when young boys walk around with that with that one hand tucked in shit. Like for me, I'm ready to I'm really ready to knock you the fuck out and react fast when you got that one hand tucked shit. Like I don't like it. So anyway, he said that, you know, when he got to a certain point, he turned around and then the young boy whipped out on him and start bucking. So he said he start bucking back. Right. He caught two. He caught two or three shots. I can't remember. He think, I think he told me two or three shots on his body. No, he caught two and then he hit the ball with two or three. Something like that. And he was behind it. Uh, he got behind a trash can afterwards and was like fucking. So he see, he see his 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 relief, 
or the dudes who's supposed to be relieving them, another another guard and the supervisor. Mind you, these armed guards. They pull up. He see him. He think, okay, well, now they're going to run up and help me out. You know what I'm saying? These dudes don't even get out the car and pull their hammers to help this man. Yo, yo, peoples. You the supervisor. You his work, his co-worker. You licensed to carry. This your job description. It's bucking in place. Your man getting bucked at. Your man hit. He trying to, you know, stave him off. They don't even come out. They don't even get out the car. They don't get out the car. So I know the dude. I don't know the supervisor, but I know the other dude who was sitting in the car with the supervisor, his other co-worker with the gun. Now, unfortunately, I had this motherfucker work for me a couple times and I had to get rid of the dude um, just because he was just he was too small. Like he was too small and physically he couldn't really do nothing on the bouncing tip without that gun. You know what I'm saying? But here's the thing. His mental, like once I feel the dude out and his mental ain't there for that shit, like you got to mentally be about that shit. I've worked with smaller dudes. Like I don't, I don't really had no issue with a small dude working for me if he got the heart of a big dog. I've had like two dudes who was real short, but they were stocky and they was about that shit. Shout out to my man Ty and shout out to my man um, Reese. So I've had two guys who was short as shit, but they they stocky and they was about the shit. They was they was about it. So that's not the issue. The issue I'm saying is, as far as with me and working with me, as long as you got my back, that's the only thing I'm worried about. I don't give a fuck about, you know, the height and all of that shit. You know, uh, some clubs, they want you to be a certain height and, you know, some venues, they want you to be a certain height. But if you working with me and you holding me down, I got the height. Don't worry about that. So they can't say shit about that. You just got to be able to hold me the fuck down if I'm going to war with three, four, five motherfuckers. You understand? So what I got a problem with is... As Jerry's telling me the story about this dude, he said he, he finally spoke to the dude because the dude told me the story from his from his vantage point. Then Jerry tells me his story from his vantage point. And they were both similar, but they, they varied a little bit. So my thing was the boy was kind of talking like it was already really over with by the time he pulled up on the scene. Jerry was like, nah, them bulls pulled up and they just sat in the car and they didn't get out and they didn't do shit. And me and the bulls still kind of bucking at each other. I'm behind the trash can. Type shit. So he tells me that the dude said um, he apologized. He's sorry for not coming out and helping them and all that. And it's because he's, you know, he's he's real religious. And the guy, listen, 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 listen to me. I, I've said this shit before. If you that deep into that religion, then go to church. This shit ain't for you. This shit is not for you to be out here in these streets, in these clubs, in these venues, in these concerts, trying to hold shit the fuck down. This ain't this ain't for you. Go to church. If you're scared, go to church. That's what you say back in the day. You know what I'm saying? I don't go to church. I go to work. If I'm if I get contracted, I go to work. You pay me my money. I'm going to come in. I'm going to keep that venue safe as possible. I'm going to keep them patrons safe as possible. I'm going to keep them employees safe as possible. And then I'm going to get my bread and I'm going to fuck out. But if you're scared, go to church. I'm going to make a sweatshirt or a t-shirt with that shit on it. I'm going to bring that shit back around full cipher. Go to church if you're scared. 
because this ain't this is not the move. Now you gonna start throwing some God and some religion shit in this, and this man could have lost his life. Like that's why I say religion will fuck you up out here. So you willing to let another man die and you got a hammer sitting on your hip. You and your supervisor. Ain't that part of your job description? You the supervisor go back your man up? Listen, that's why any spots that when I held multiple spots, if one of my spots called me be like, yo, Jody, we need you. If it wasn't too far off, I'm, I was like, yo, I got to go. I'll be gone for about an hour. I got to go look after my peoples. I had that exclusivity with every club that I, I work with that I had to, I could leave the only only time I couldn't leave is if I was doing a concert and I had like 10 or 20 dudes with me and I'm doing a concert I can't leave most time I'm too far too far out anyway and I had too much I had too much other shit going on because when you do security for concerts there's a whole lot of other moving parts and that's the only time I really couldn't leave. But any other time I'm at a club sitting at a go-go bar or a sports bar or at another just like nightclub or a lounge, I'm out. I'm going to go around and go back my peoples up. Anybody know me, anybody work for me, tell you that's Jody Diamond Stilo. Black and I developed that, that game plan well before we started our company in 2008, uh, 2009, excuse me, G2 Safety LLC. We was bagging, we've been bagging niggas up since the 90s. Smell me, since the 90s. Actually, way before that, back, it go back to high school, we was backing jokers up. But I'm not going to get into that. But we've been backing dudes up with this security shit since, since the 90s, son. Since the 90s. Jokers know my steez. Jokers know my resume. Jokers know my background. They know how I get down and they know my protocol. Like, it ain't no, you can't deny that. You can't take that from me. Jokers know I've been there for them. If ain't nobody else coming to help you out, I'm coming. And that's the beauty of working with the big, the big homie. I got your back. If I contract you, meaning bring you in on the contract, you work with me. Provide you with a uniform, train you on how to do the job, get you the gig, get you the money, and I got your back. Because as a business owner, the last thing I want to do, I've only had to make one phone, one, I've only had to have one conversation, excuse me, in my life is in regarding to the security shit with a bouncer. And that was, wasn't even during the job. So I'll break this down to you guys real quick. So I had a guy we called him Wild Bill. Real cool dude. He was real quiet, but he was he was he was he had really good club eyes and he was on top of shit. On top of shit. Real cool white boy. Um from Pittsburgh. Moved down here. His wife was Asian. They had a they had a bunch of kids. They had like six, seven kids, some crazy shit. But um he was real cool, real cool dude. Like I he'd still been working with us to this day. Still been working with us to this day. Um, he came to work one Saturday. It was either Friday or Saturday. And by the middle of the night, he didn't look good. He just looked like he was standing. He was doing this thing on this post. He was paying attention. But he looked, you know, sometimes when we do security, we stand around all night. We kind of get this look like either we look tired, real, real tired, or we look start getting like sick. You know, it's either one of the two most time. 
So he was looking a little little sick. He was sweating and all that stuff. I was like, you sure you cool, Bill? Yeah, 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 I'm good, man. I'm just, I, I don't really feel that good. I was like, you need to go sit down. So I let him go outside, get a little air, let him sit down for a minute, come back on this post. Boom, he cool. So um, by the end of the night, you know, I paid him out. He went home. So um, I think that afternoon, his, no, no, excuse me, not the afternoon, that evening, so I'm working, I just get to work, his wife comes up to the club, and she, no, first she called me, excuse me, she called me that afternoon, That's I was right, she called me that afternoon, and she asked me, what was going on with Bill at the club last night, I was like, nothing, what you talking about, and she's like, well, did he go anywhere after he left, I was like, listen, when I paid him, I don't, he said he was going home, you know, I don't know, so now, he, I don't know what he was into after work, but supposedly he went somewhere else and then he went home and he went to sleep on the couch. But he didn't wake up. That's the whole thing. And um, his wife was trying to figure out what he did after he left the club before he came home. And I think she came down to the club. She introduced herself and all of that. And I was like, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, I, I just I don't know what he did. And then she tried to get his pay. And I was like, I paid him already. And she's like, we got all these guys. I was like, listen, shorty. I was like, I gave him his pay. I, I paid everybody at the end of the night. I was like, he left with his pay. Now, when he went to go do with his pay before he came back home, I was like, did you? She's like, yeah, he came on. He got on the couch and he went to sleep. I was like, well, all right. She's like, yo, he was supposed to watch the kids and he didn't wake up. I was like, well, I, I can't be held accountable for the, the young man not waking up. You know what I'm saying? Like I, don't, like, I don't know what she's trying to get at. Like, I really didn't know what she's trying to, she's trying to get at. So... But the point I'm making is that's the one. That's the only conversation I've had to have as far as one of my guys being hurt or deceased. I've been very fortunate. I never had to have that conversation where like one of my guys got killed on the job. Like I would hate to have to make that phone call. But that's why you know you. I, I try. I do my very best. Sometimes you know shit get a little rough, and you gotta you gotta just get bodies because you're trying to fill spots. That's why I don't like doing the multiple gigs anymore because. It, it started when I had like eight, nine spots I was covering. It almost got to the point where I was just trying to keep bodies in rotation to keep the spots filled. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't quality dudes. Like, in my opinion, I couldn't vet them out good enough to have them quality dudes. And but these dudes are still wearing G2 on their chest. Feel me? So, you know, it's just I had to just fall back. Like, I had to fall back. I kind of got out of that and stopped outsourcing dudes and all kinds of shit. Then some other crazy shit happened that I had no part of. But thank goodness, it could have been one of my guys over there doing some crazy shit. You know what I'm saying? So, um, what I'm saying is, if you're not about that, don't get into that. And if you're scared, go to church. This ain't for you. You know, if you a motherfucker, let people disrespect you, walk all over you, smack the shit out you, shoot you up, and you don't do shit, but then you think you're going to be that person in the club to regulate, you're not going to be that dude. You standing around and you looking all insecure and shit, you're not that dude. This this is for the big dogs, feel me? Like This is for, for heavyweighters to take care of shit like this. And you got a lot of weirdos nowadays. You know, I understand that's the culture now. And yada, yada, yada. But there's a lot of weirdos out here jumping in this game. And it's just, it's fucking it up. I mean, these last couple months, me being back in the game since um, after January, God, 
damn the weird shit I've been seeing in here with these young boys and these these dudes coming in, like who they hiring to be security and bouncers in this. It's some weird old motherfuckers. Really, real. I mean, I can't even, I can't even tell y'all. Like it's some it's some wild looking shit. But like I said, I might have my man Jay on here, Big Country, have him on here tell his side of the story. Um, we get a little more in-depth from his um, POV. And, yo, I don't have no love and I don't have no tolerance for dudes who let another person that we all work with. Like, if we're working together, I, I, I expect you to have my back. That's why I love working with my brother Black and, you know, he loved working with me because we had each other's back. That's why I love working with my man BK. I know he got my back. I got his back. And there's a couple other brothers. Like, I know they got my back. And we out here, whether we in the streets or whether we, you know, we dealing in the clubs, they got my back. Listen, ain't nothing more valuable than that, than that shit. Or you could be one of them niggas at the bottom of the pile. By the time we pull everybody up, the bouncer in the bottom of the pile, like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you doing down here? I've, I've been there with a lot of dudes. I get, I finally get jokers up is the bouncer in the, in the bottom of the pile. They done whooped his ass. Because you go in and you're not paying attention on what you're doing. But you hollering out some guy shit and you let your man, you don't run out there with your gun and back your man up. Some bullshit to me. I call I call it. That's some bullshit. I have zero tolerance for them type of dudes. Learn your circle. You better know who you dealing with and who you fucking around with, who you chilling with. And that go outside of the bouncing shit. Everybody talk tough and talk slick until it, it, shit get real. Dennis, man, I ain't even worth it. Ain't worth it, dog. Shut the fuck up. Stand up and represent with your beta ass. Too many beta motherfuckers out here. Listen, for most shit like this. Keep tuning in. Keep fucking with your man, Jody Diamond. G2 Podcast. You can always reach me. Check out my website, g2safetyllc.org. .org. Or check out my social media, G2 Safety. I'm all over the place. Instagram, Facebook. You can find me. Look for the lock with the G2 in it. And get with it. Holla at your man.